Hi there, you're listening to the Spirit Room Podcast with me, psychic medium and mentor, Melissa White. This show is for developing mediums, budding intuitives, and those who just find themselves curious about spirit and the afterlife. I'll share my experiences with you working with spirit as a professional medium for over a decade. I'll also interview people that I find brilliant and fascinating and provide you with some insight into how you can live this life to the fullest, knowing that there is so much more available to us than what meets the human eye. So I invite you to sit back, relax, enjoy, and let's just see what spirit has in store for us today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Spirit Room podcast. I'm Melissa White. I'm your host, and I'm pleased today to introduce you to my really lovely and beautiful guest. Her name is Crystal Kennedy. She's a student of mine, a working single mom, and she's had a lifelong passion to learn and immerse herself into areas like mediumship, astrology, Reiki, aliens, other healing modalities, and much more. So welcome, Crystal. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Melissa. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat. So let's start from the beginning and tell the listeners a little bit about how we first met. So we first met, one of my girlfriends had booked a group reading for you with you during COVID. And unfortunately, we weren't able to do the the group meeting. And so I had been just watching your podcast or listening to your podcast, watching your social media since and following you. And I booked a one-on-one phone reading for March of 2021. While I was watching you on your social media, I was thinking it would be great to get into maybe one of your classes. When I was ready, I was like, I am nowhere near ready yet. I'll wait. And then a class opened up and I figured that was the nudge I needed. And I still didn't think I was ready, but I reached out to you and I signed up for the soul journey class that started in April of 2021. So we had our phone reading a week before. And then since then, I've just been doing classes with you for the last two and a half years. Wow. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because when I think about it, it isn't a long time really, but so, so much I think has changed for you, like just in your life. And also you've progressed so much in in that brief time. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool to look back and realize it it really has not been that long. Right. It feels it feels like it's been a lifetime ago since mm-hmm. before I started doing classes with you and getting back into this type of thing in my life. But yeah, it's it only has been two and a half years. Wow. Wow. Um, when do you think is the first time you recall realizing your connection to spirit? So as a child, I have lost a lot of people in my life and The first one that I can remember is my Nana, my mom's mom passed away when I was about four. And I just remember talking to her when I was like laying in bed and it just seemed so normal to have these conversations with her. And then again, when I lost my aunt, when I was nine, my grandpa, when I was 13, I would just talk to them and it would be like full on like conversations kind of in my head, but it just felt so normal. And I've always felt so connected to them. I've also had what I used to call as a child adventure dreams, which now I realize is astral travel and lucid dreaming. But that's always been something I've been doing since I was a child as well, along with like 
my best friend and I used to go make our own Ouija boards and play them in the forest when we were like nine and 10. Yeah. It's like, who, who, who didn't, right? <laughs> but, I, but I think like lots of people didn't, but um, <laughs> definitely like people, people like us, yeah, did all kinds of, all kinds of things in the forest. You know what I mean? But that's so, I, I think that's such a good point that is so natural. And I think when we're kids, it's, that's such a beautiful part of it that we wouldn't have really questioned or thought that there was anything strange. And I think it's it's interesting to look back and realize, yeah, it has been such a natural part of your life and who you've always been. Yeah, definitely. I know I got away from it when I was, you know, going to high school and college and, you know, you kind of get away from that connection and you're focused on human things and, you know, having a child and getting married and all that kind of stuff. And then now I just am immersed back into that life and it's just so natural. Hmm. Yeah, I think that it's true too. There are periods of time where most of us do sort of tend to, yeah, kind of like fall away from it, or even sometimes just purposely kind of block it out just to try and be like quote unquote normal, you know, for a period of time. And then, yeah, to come back to it, I think is such a healing and such an amazing way to really trust yourself again and really, you know, be. I think really be authentically yourself too. Definitely. So yeah, it's beautiful. I really wanted to touch base with you about a, a huge, you know, huge life changing experience that you've gone through with love and grief and spirit and healing. And I was wondering if you'd be open to sharing about this experience. Yeah. So recently I was dating somebody and things were going so well. He was such an amazing man. And I lost him in July. And it's been such a wild ride to have that connection still continue and to be able to feel him around me and know and have it being validated that it is him. And like, I don't question it. So because I've been going through these classes with you and mediumship classes, I've had all these experiences where I, I know I'm connecting with spirit before Mm -hmm. And then when um, Matt passed away, I just, I don't even question it. And so he's been a huge part of my healing when it comes to the grief and he's been there to help. And it's been, yeah, like such a wild ride. He's sending me messages, you know, other people in our classes, when we get paired up to read for one another, he's the first one that comes through and has so many things to say. Mm -hmm. The messages are repeated. So there's a lot of validation in that. And then just little things like leaving little feathers or, you know, little messages and stuff that I get from him quite often. And I know he's still around and it's so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible to have that. It speaks volumes to the connection that you guys had and still have, you know, in spirit, his love for you. And then also just this really, I think this really amazing aspect of your journey that you're really getting firsthand experience about how when we talk about say to like sitters and clients how the relationship isn't a physical one anymore it's a spiritual one but it continues on their life is not a physical one anymore but it continues on they're still living a life and I think that it's firsthand experience for you you know to to actually really really have that in real time like experiencing that and his connection and it is cool that he mentions, like you said, certain things to all of us, like some of the things that he said to me that he's also said to 
other people and it like it, it's like he's validating it all the time like letting you know that yeah that, that it's him and he's clearly communicating I know it's so amazing and even like the first I want to say two weeks after he passed I could feel him laying with me at night and holding me and then when my son came home the first thing my son said when we laid down to bed that first night was I can feel Matt laying with us right now wow and he didn't know that I was feeling that for the days before. So mm-hmm. it was, again, really validating yes. to have that experience and share that with my son. Wow. That's beautiful. That's it's so, it's so magical. And at the same time, it's like such a, it's such a painful thing to experience, but then also like so much beauty that comes from this connection as well. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to grieve someone knowing that they're not physically here anymore and you've lost out on all of those experiences you could have had together, but now we're having different experiences together, which is really cool. Yeah, definitely. And one thing I've noticed um, for myself is that I used to think maybe in the beginning of my development that grief would be, I don't want to say easier, but kind of, you know, like that maybe I could bypass it a little bit just because I could (laughs) have this connection with spirit. And I'm like, Oh, no, you don't get to bypass it. Like you still, it does ease it, I think, in a lot of ways, because we know that they're okay. And we don't have any fear or worry that they're in some kind of place where they're they're just gone and it's they're in the abyss. You know, like we we know that. And I think it's helped because we can maintain the connection and the relationship. But the actual physical loss, the the grief, also of the potential, like for the future, like you were saying, like as far as... um experiences that part I think is just there's no way around it you know we still have to go through it and feel it 100% yeah it's been it's been very challenging but he's been there every step of the way to help which is amazing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and he certainly is such a strong communicator and like such a really amazing like his energy is amazing I, I just think that he can make so many miracles happen like he's just that kind of um, person. So uh, I think it's exciting to think about like what else is possible with the connection with him and what he'll, what he'll lead you to. Definitely. I'm, I'm really excited for that. Yeah. It's amazing. So what, how would you say your life has changed since you started really consciously on purpose working with spirit? I feel now that knowing I'm supported and I'm guided on the other side, knowing that I have a team that is helping me move obstacles or bring things into my path that need to be aligned with me. I just, I feel like I can live in a really flow state. I can trust my path and I don't really worry about, is this the right thing for me to do? Or should I have done that? And I don't question a lot anymore because I just know that what's meant for me will happen and what's not won't happen. That's so, yeah, that's so cool because I do think that for a lot of people, it's a constant questioning, you know, like of like and I, about the right path. And I, I always find like that's a hard question for me to answer when people ask because I don't know that there is like only one right path for any of us. Like I feel like there's so many different opportunities. And I really do believe that too. Like what is meant for you 
will not miss you. It's like impossible to miss you. And then the things that aren't like, you're not going to be able to force them to happen. So, you know, you kind of, you do live in this uh, sort of like that, that mindset of like, well, like just each day, moment by moment, you're trusting what you're guided to, to, you know, where you're guided to go and what you feel in the moment. Okay. So what do you think has been the most challenging part of the development process? I think being vulnerable was my first challenge. I've spent a lifetime seeking perfectionism, not wanting to show my vulnerable side or be open. So when we're in our classes, when we're working on ourselves, we really have to like dive into what's wrong with me? What do I need to fix? What do I need to change? What do I need to release? And and to show that to other people and be vulnerable and trust that they're going to hold space for you is huge. With my mediumship, my claircognizance has been a challenge. Mm-hmm. The claircognizance is just the knowing. It's like a thought is put into your head. And when I'm doing my mediumship readings, I was second guessing, is this thought mine? Is it me stretching, trying to find something to tell this person that I'm reading for? Or is this actually coming from spirit? And as I've done more and more readings and practice, I believe and I am very aware that those are coming from spirit, that it's specific information that I had no knowledge of beforehand. And Beautiful. Yeah. Those challenges have been ongoing, still ongoing, definitely getting better at them. <laughs> well, the the vulnerability, I think, is a huge one. And that's pretty much universal. Like I would say most people, that is the thing that does kind of seem very daunting at first. And then, yeah, throughout different parts of parts of your development, it's, it's still, you know, it, it is difficult to put yourself in a situation where you really do have to trust and put yourself out there. And it is vulnerable because it's such a it's such a strong and deep kind of connection that you're making. And I think lots of times in life, just like everyday life, we don't always go there with everyone. You know what I mean? Like it can be almost like just um, surface level. And then when you go to do something like connect with your own soul, connect with spirit, it's it requires a little bit more of that surrender and, and all the rest of it. So definitely, I think that's the maybe the toughest thing that we encounter. But then also the beauty of, of like kind of pushing through and allowing for that is that this connection and the ability to kind of really, really go deeper is so, I mean, it's, it enriches like every part of your life. So it's well worth it, but yeah, definitely it can be very daunting. Well, for sure. Yeah. And then with the claircognizance, I think that's, that's also a challenge for some people because unlike, I would say with the images, like say if you're getting the clairvoyant images, it's something that you're seeing. And I think sometimes people have, well, there's different challenges with that actually, but it's a little bit different. But when it's a thought, you're just so used to thinking and having thoughts every day that when you're getting the information that way in a reading, you would question that. It would be normal to kind of question, well, what if this is just me making this up or just thinking this, you know? So I do see that. Um, but yeah, it, it's with practice and experience that you start to 
recognize that it's coming for a purpose and a reason because you'll offer the information and get the feedback and the person's like, yes, that makes total sense. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's, yeah, it's something that can be worked, you know, worked on and and sort of gain, you can gain that, that trust for sure. Yeah, definitely. I've also noticed too, that since working with my mediumship and my claircognizance, my intuition that I've always thought was there could sometimes be the claircognizance of spirit giving me information, giving me things that, you know, I, I would think before, oh, maybe this is the case, or maybe, you know, this is happening. And you have knowledge of things that you really shouldn't and throughout your life and you just chalk it up to intuition. But I think it was also spirit helping. You. Yes. Oh, totally. I could definitely see that. Is there another Claire that you've been working on developing more so over the last while? I've been trying to work on my Claire audience, mm-hmm. hearing things. It kind of, for me, seems very similar to the Claire Cognizance where you have those thoughts. Yeah. But now instead of it being a thought, it's like I, like the same um, communication that I was having as a child where you're having a conversation in your head, but it's not your thoughts. And, and then the other side is your thoughts. It's like it's coming through and you kind of hear it in your head like a thought for yeah. me. It's yeah, it's different, but I'm working on that. That's that's awesome. I think that yeah, they can be quite similar. But the cool thing with the Claire audience is that I find when it's a spirit communicator and they're coming through with the Claire audience, you start to become aware of like the tone in their voice or the words that they use, the way that they say them, or kind of like the accent or kind of like a personality that starts to come through with their voice. And so that aspect, I think sometimes is a bit overlooked. Like people, I don't know, people don't tend to talk about it too much. But when I have certain people that come through and they have a way of speaking, like in life, and it's like their tone of voice, their intonation, the inflection in their voice, all that, even the cadence and the rhythm of how they speak, When that comes through, people get really, sometimes very excited. Sometimes people get freaked out. Like they think it's kind of weird. Like they're like, oh my God, you just sounded exactly like them. But it's them. Like it's them bringing through the Claire audience, like for me and me just like giving them that voice. So I think that part of the Claire audience can be super, super cool, like to experience that. Yeah, for sure. I also find I'll be thinking things and like kind of talking to myself in my head (laughs) while I'm driving or something, especially when it comes to Matt, like thinking about things. And then he'll like answer me, Mm -hmm. like shut down the thinking that I have or the questions that I have about stuff. And it's, it's like, he almost cuts me off. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's such a, such a mediumship thing that you just kind of like get used to, but then we forget that other people don't necessarily have that experience, you know? Because like so many, I know exactly what you're saying about it being in the car, like driving, and that's exactly it. You're having like these thoughts, or you know, like just that's like a time to think because you're kind of in a bit of a meditative state, kind of like when you're driving. I mean, obviously you're still aware, hopefully, but it's like it's it is that kind of different. You kind of go into a different zone, and it's perfect time for spirit to just pop in. Yeah, so that's relatable. What about Reiki and energy healing? I know this has also been such a big part of your journey. So when I was in college, I really dove into learning about quantum physics and energy and all of the things that we don't see around us that are there. So it became a really natural progression when I was introduced to Reiki a few years ago. I was seeing a naturopath for 
some food stuff and digestive issues. And I saw that she also offered Reiki. I had no idea what it was. And I just asked her to do a session for me. And it was life-changing. She, for anyone who doesn't know what Reiki is, it's energy healing that you tap into from universal source or Reiki energy. And the healer then directs it towards you and it goes into your body and it does what it needs to do. And so I had this session with her and she didn't put her hands on me at all. Like I'm so used to with massage. And I walked out of there just lighter and feeling way better than I, if I had gone to a massage therapist and I realized that there was something to it. And so I went back and I got really addicted to it. And um, I started seeing someone else who has mediumship abilities and so she was seeing a lot of the mediumship stuff that I was seeing during the session and we would talk about it after. And I decided that I needed to learn this for myself. So I started going through the attunements and the classes and I ended up getting to my Reiki master's level and I just use it in everyday life. So I'm not offering it right now, but I use it every single day. I put it in my food. I do it to the dogs. I do it to the kids. I do it to my house, driving to clear traffic. I use it everywhere, any situation. I've actually used it at work to fix someone's computer. It's it's amazing to tap into that energy that's all around us and be able to direct it in ways to help you. It really is. Like it's such a beautiful way, I think, to live life, you know, like with that awareness and and with that sort of way of, yeah, way of living. I it does work to fix things. I was at um a workshop uh, retreat and I was wearing these sandals and it, they had a zipper at the back like on the heel and I couldn't uh, the zipper got stuck and I couldn't take the sandal off so I had to like sleep with one of my sandals on like it was just so uncomfortable and I have a hard time sleeping to begin with so this was just like I barely slept and I was so frazzled and <laughs> my friend Carrie well you know Carrie um yeah. was there and she's like, let me make it for you. And I was like, okay. And she did. And we got the zipper. We got it to work. Like I got my, got my shoe off. Um, so that was one of the most cool experiences that I've ever Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I was just like, oh, thank, thank you. Um, so yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. What do you think has been the most surprising thing to you about grieving as a medium? I think trying to come to terms with why things happen has been really hard. I shifted really quickly into gratitude with my grief. Mm-hmm. Um, you usually talk about the stages of grief and I completely skipped the anger stage. Never had it once. But just, you know, we we talk about soul contracts. We talk about how we all come into this life knowing our soul family and what lessons we're going to help each other with. and And then trying to process this like human grief with that knowledge and make sense of it has been really surprising that it's come very quickly for me this time. Like I said, I've lost a lot of people in my life and this one has just been so different. Trying to figure out like, I hate the term, everything happens for a reason. And especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to such a young and tragic loss. Yeah. But when we think about this was pre-planned and predestined, And we think about what lessons it's supposed to teach us. And then we shift into gratitude of having met this person, having had that experience and like experienced the love that he had. 
I'm so grateful for that opportunity with him. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for the opportunity with him now and our relationship as it's changed and developed since he's passed away. So that has been really surprising to me that that shift and that thought process of of changing from why is this happening to me to what is this teaching me? Yeah, that's very powerful. Definitely. And it is interesting when it comes to people when they're when they pass away and when they're born. I I am of the opinion, you know, that we do have a lot of free will choice in this life, but seems to me the the passing away and the being born, those seem to be pretty solid, like as far as like this is going to occur when it's going to occur. Like I don't I don't feel there's a lot of a lot of wiggle room with that, you know, and maybe there are with like a lot of other things, but those things do seem pretty much destined, you know? So that is it is something I think that can be quite comforting to know. And then sometimes it can be very painful to know, you know, depending, you know, depending on the situation. But yeah, I, I do think that sure. it's yeah, it's it's a one thing I'll say with with the the love and and all of that it makes the grief painful of course because we we love so deeply but i also think it's so true like there's such a such a treasure in being able to recognize like the opportunity that we had and have to connect in such a way like to have that kind of love because i don't i don't know if everybody gets to experience it you know in this lifetime so like in that way, you know, so I do think that it's, it is such an amazing gift to just really, really hold a lot of gratitude for the experience. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And when you're talking about how it's like, this is all predetermined and, you know, you don't really get to change like when or how you're going to die. Like looking back now at experiences that we had before he passed away, it's almost like his soul knew and was preparing for this. Mm -hmm. And I look at some things that we talked about conversations, messages he had sent me songs he had sent me. And it's like his soul knew that this was coming. And of course we didn't realize it at the time. And you don't see those things in those messages and conversations, but after the fact, it's like been mind blowing to see those things for what they were. Mm -hmm. I do think that the soul is aware, you know, on some level. And then, you know, the human self, probably not so much, but the the soul does know. And so that does, yeah, that makes total sense. What do you think has been most helpful throughout the trauma and the grief you've experienced since Matt's passing? Or what have been some things that haven't been helpful? Like, I'm always curious, like, because people, I think so many people want to be helpful. They want to be there. But might not know like what is actually helpful for that person. So can you share a bit about that? The the biggest thing that was really helpful at the beginning was everyone reaching out to me, the messages and just saying like, I'm here for you. And that energy, raising that vibration of having so many people reach out and just say, I'm thinking about you. I'm sending you love. I'm sending you strength. That energy in itself built up so much and carried me through the really tough days. And so when people think like, oh, I'm just going to send a message. It doesn't really mean much. It's, you know, I can't really do anything for you. Like all of that was what helped me through it. 
And so it does make a huge impact. It does help. And having everyone collectively send that energy is so incredible. So that was really helpful. And since then, since I've been able to process it, having like other friends in class, bring him through, give me messages, having those repeated messages um, of certain themes has been really helpful too. in just knowing that he's still there, knowing that he's still like loving me and, and, you know, like feeling him hold me at night has been really helpful as well. But yeah, definitely just all of those messages of I'm here for you. I'm giving you strength. I'm giving you love. Like you don't think that that makes a difference, but it makes the world of difference. That's beautiful. And that's such a good point because I think that those, because you can feel the energy and you can feel the intention behind the messages, right? So it is, this is one thing that spirit does impress upon me a lot. Like I think oftentimes we're as humans always looking for something to do. Like we want to do something and take action when all the time when people are hurting, suffering, or if there's some kind of problem issue. And oftentimes they'll tell me that there's more that can be done with the intention and the energy that we, that we're sending. And the words of course are very powerful and important than any kind of action. That's, it's kind of like more tangible, you know, like actually the, those energy like that energy those wishes those intentions that they are super powerful so that's yeah that's really good to know what do you think about what's happening astrologically right now like can you share a little <laughs> about what's going on right now there's so much astrologically going on we have seven planets that are either in retrograde or shadow like pre-retrograde shadows um, so there's a lot happening and there's also a nodal shift that just happened a few weeks ago. So right now we have Venus, Mercury, Pluto, Saturn, Neptune, Jupiter, and Uranus, all either in retrograde or shadow previous to their retrograde. So they're all teaching us to let go, to reassess what we want in our lives, what we don't want in our lives, where our path is going. It's a great time to use all of this retrograde energy just to slow down and to manifest, to think about what you want, to make some goals and some plans, maybe reassess goals and plans and set boundaries. And so when you're manifesting, you're not just bringing things into your life, you're making room for those things. So trying to find space. So letting go of things that don't serve you, letting go of beliefs and habits different things that are in your life that you just do on a regular everyday basis that aren't serving you anymore and taking the time and the space right now just to let go of all those things and slow down and make room for the things that you want to bring into your life so all of that energy like like venus is more like love and money mercury deals with communication planning and preparation you know pluto with your purging your old habits and decluttering your life Saturn oh. looks at reviewing your goals and setting more boundaries. Neptune is very like your psychic abilities and, and lucid dreams are going to come in a little bit stronger. And Uranus works with your intuition and your new path. So all of these things are really great to help you reassess right now where you're going. I see. I didn't know about, is it Pluto that you said with the decluttering? Yeah. 
I <laughs> I have been feeling over the last week and a half, maybe, or two weeks, just this urge, like out of kind of nowhere to just like literally get rid of so much stuff. And it just like living my life as usual and then stopped one afternoon. I was like, oh my God, I have to go in my closet. And I just <laughs> purged so much and donated so much. And I'm like in this mindset of like, yeah, getting the physical space really, really clutter free. So yeah. And and that also helps your mental space too, right? Like for sure. those kids, like I'm sure you were the same way when you would clean your room and, and move your bed to a different spot and like redo your whole room and you just felt like so much new energy and it was so amazing. And it's the same now when you can declutter physically, you can declutter emotionally, you can declutter mentally, like habits and everything too can, can be released at this time. So it's really great. Oh, totally. It feels so good. But yeah, it's, it's, it does feel like I never know, you know, like what, what's necessarily, well, I might know what's happening, but I don't know the meaning of it. Like, cause I don't, I don't know too much about astrology, but intuitively I can feel there's just like a lot, you know, just a lot going on. Yeah. Well, um, on top of that too, there was um, the nodes shifted. So yeah. the lunar nodes are huge in astrology for where, where you're coming from, where your past life is, where your comfort zone is. And then the opposite of that is where you're going and your path and what your stretch and your lessons are for this life. So we'll have our own lunar nodes in our charts of personal growth, personal potential, personal lesson. But then also there's just the, the node changes in astrology today, like the current changes. And so the nodes have just recently shifted a month ago. They last 18 months in that new shift. So um, the north node has moved into Aries and the south node has moved into Libra. So as a collective soul growth, we're focusing on self for the next 18 months. Libra is very good at balance of people pleasing of beauty, just keeping that like even keel. And so having Libra in the South node, we look at the negative aspects of that and how to release those. So when you're people pleasing, are you doing it too much at the detriment of yourself? Or are you trying to be too balancing and too healing to other people and you're not focused on your own self you're you're being too passive and so just having a little bit more boundary setting coming up looking at the north node where, where our focus should be is in aries so it's a fire sign it's very passionate it's the first zodiac sign in the cycle so it's also like new young energy new beginnings so you're looking at more independence, creation, like creating a new beginning. It's going to ask us, like, where do you want to see yourself going and focusing on for the next 18 months? So that's more of the collective energy for yep. that as well, which just lends into all of this retrograde energy that we're having right now. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. It's so it's so interesting when you look at it. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I wondered if we could pull a card for each other just as a way to wrap things up. So I actually pulled three for you just now. Oh, um, <laughs> so the first one, these it's like an affirmations deck, but it says your opinions aren't tattoos. You can change them anytime. And there's a snake on it. So what I get from that for you is that you are, you, you have been for a while, but especially now you're shedding 
old ideas and old sort of ways of of thinking and seeing things and really being open to what's you know what's possible so there seems like there's such a potential for growth and new discovery and and all of this so it's a very free kind of like a freedom kind of energy that comes for you as far as like yep you may have thought this at one point but you're like you're changing like literally like changing old patterns and not only that it's like ancestral healing that's happening for you as well so pretty amazing that you're like this you are like a cycle breaker and and that you've got yeah you've got ideas that are meant to be heard and for other people to yeah to other people to receive that message the second one is you are one decision away from changing your life if you want to and I think that's something that you're very aware of and that you're kind of showing other people through example so I think it's good acknowledgement confirmation from spirit about that and then the third one is blurting uh, about blurt out your ideas or hold them back and see what doesn't happen (laughs) so I think that's (laughs) such a good one for development especially you know so that you you've come into this space where you are you are like literally offering what you're receiving and then because of that you're able to see like all of this growth so hopefully that makes sense for you yeah definitely thank you okay I pulled three just because you pulled three okay um for you so I'm using the work your light oracle cards from Rebecca Campbell. I love the artwork that she has. Yeah, that's beautiful. So the first card I pulled was the inner temple. It says devotion, tune into the portal of your heart. So for me, that just says like you spend so much time, like when we talk about the notes, like giving to other people and healing other people and helping other people, like it's time for you to pour into your own heart. I know you've been going on some trips and doing things like that, but really focusing on what makes Melissa happy Mm -hmm. and having that balance right now of working with other people and being a mom and that kind of thing, but also doing things just for you. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, that makes sense. The second one is align your life. So what is not aligned or needs to change? And again, you're purging things like physically. I'm sure that that helps purge things emotionally as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And just aligning to where you want to see yourself go, right? Definitely. And then the last one was don't dim to fit in. So how are you dimming your light in order to fit in? And I find like for people like you and I, who are kind of the weirdos, like (laughs) we have all these conversations with all of our friends and our groups. And it seems so normal for us to just have conversations about manifesting and Reiki fixing your sandal and that. (laughs) But um, when we put ourselves out into regular world those conversations seem so far-fetched and out there sometimes we dim ourselves to fit in or to not be judged and like you really shouldn't be doing that so we should be setting an example and leading and like you said allowing others to have that space so if you are coming in strong and saying this is who I am it allows somebody else to look at you and say hey I can do that too totally no I love that I think those are amazing thank you yeah. Beautiful. Well, I just want to thank you so much for taking this time to be with, you know, with me and to share with our listeners. I know it's, yeah, it's a, it's a lot that you've experienced in, in this last while, especially, but I know it'll be helpful for people to, to hear. And thank you for sharing all of that, all of that wisdom. Well, thank you for inviting me, Melissa.
Yeah, no, my pleasure. So um, let people know where, is there somewhere that people can find you? Why don't I give you my email address? I was thinking about setting up a separate Instagram account because right now I just have personal accounts um, mm-hmm. and I was having some challenges. Mm-hmm. So I can give you my email address to post in the notes if that works. Okay. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be great. All right. Well, I will. Yes. Thank you once again. And thanks to listeners for tuning in and for continuing to be part of this this journey and just sending you crystal lots of love and lots of love to everyone listening and we'll talk again soon thank you so much thanks for listening if you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show please share it with others post about it on social media or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.